0: This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I am so excited. So I have here with me, my friend, Ash Ash. We've been friends we've just figured out for three years and we have never met in the flesh and i can confirm now she
1: is real hello and welcome thank you for having me it's my absolute pleasure so exciting to meet you in the flesh we've done a podcast before
0: (laughs) we have yeah and it was actually on body image yes it was and we're (laughs) actually kind of talking about that today as well very similar yeah but we're going to focus more so on postpartum but like Okay, let's get the listeners sort of, uh, get a bit of an idea on who you are and what you do. So give us a summary. If, what is your, what's Ash's elevator pitch? Ooh. Go, put you on the spot now.
1: I think of myself as quite dynamic. So I have lots of passions and interests and I think that they all intertwine. So I'd see myself as a passionate person, an artist, I'm quite a deep thinker and I apply that to whatever I do, whether it's my professional role or my side hustle or my life as a mum. Love that.
0: Yeah, you're so clever. Actually, the one thing like I mean, I love lots of things about you, but something that really stands out to me is you're very intuitive and you have such a kindness about you as well like it just radiates from you and that's i'm probably making you blush here but it's true that's Aww. yeah you're just amazing Thank and you. um we've had so many chats we talk about so much different stuff and we've actually been through a lot of similar things in our lives as well we're both single mums navigating that business owners <clears throat> And I thought like no better person to talk to about postpartum than you, because we do have different experiences, don't we, postpartum, but similarities as well. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's tell us, when did you first become a mum? How old is Autumn?
1: She is nine. So I was pregnant at 25 and I think May when I was 26, like the year, because my birthday's in January. So yeah, 2014, I became a mother. Wow. At 26. So was that planned no
0: oh okay so how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant
1: um i was excited just because i had pre-planned that if i was going to have a child i really wanted them to feel welcome yeah even if i was terrified or the father was terrified so i think that that fundament like that foundation yeah yeah set me up because i just didn't want them to feel rejected
0: no of course not and Mm -hmm. like when that happens and you decide that's the direction you want to take. You've kind of just got to step up and be like, all right, we're doing this um, and kind of go all in. You can't parent
1: with one foot in, one foot out. Well, I guess some people do, but it doesn't work out very well, does it? (laughs) I have to say, I didn't expect myself to be a parent. And people that knew me Mm. were like, oh, you're not very maternal. Mm. And yeah, it's not really how it's been. But let's talk about
0: that for a second, Mm. because before. So this morning I was thinking about that specific thing Mm. um, about being maternal because I can really relate to that. I always wanted to be a mum. And I think a lot of that came down to the fact that I was, you kind of like brought up to assume, like if you're a female, you're going to become a mum one day. Mm. And my mum was a very mummy mum. So like she loved babies even before she became a mum and that's all she wanted to do. Where I was not like that at all, but I knew I kind of wanted to be a mum. So I always think like, was that, actually what I wanted or was it I mean I I love Sonia I absolutely love being a mum now but or was that just what I thought was expected of me I just assumed that's what I wanted
1: I think potentially knowing a little bit about your personality we're very driven people Mm -hmm. and I maybe societally like we're told that you can't be driven and career focused and entrepreneurial and also be maternal yeah but I also have a lot of friends that are maternal and they've all they've wanted was children and then they were like extremely disappointed when they are yeah. children so yeah. I think it could be maybe more about the labeling because a good mum is a good mum whether they wanted to be a mum or not I think absolutely yeah. yeah
0: and your personality shines through as well mm. like um but it, yeah it's an interesting thing to think about um okay so you've been a mum for quite some time <sighs> Let's talk about where you were at when you got pregnant. Um, And we really want to focus, I guess, today's conversation on body image because massive topic for women once they have a child, how they then deal with the changes in their body, even throughout pregnancy as well and then after. And then we're also going to touch on my experience with postpartum depression, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, But I guess like where were you at in your life at that point? What were you, 25 or 24? 25. 25 okay so like body image wise what were you doing like how were you feeling mentally where were you at?
1: (laughs) Yeah I think from the age of 16 like I always had body image issues and um, wanted to be thinner and I, I look back on photos where I was a size six and a size eight like Australian and thought that I was overweight and so really wasn't comprehending that there was like misinformation there or like what have you I modelled I yeah so I didn't I would say I had a negative self-image but when I got pregnant I think I looked and had a really good friend who was in naturopathy and nutrition and started to look more about the science hmm. of what was happening and health and food and it kind of shifted my focus on how I looked to how can I best support this child so I would say my focus changed a lot when I got pregnant At being larger was annoying in terms of clothes and how I felt beautiful but um yeah I started to shift a bit more from just aesthetics to functionality.
0: Okay and was this pr- did you, are you saying prior? Like during my pregnancy. Oh during your pregnancy. Only during my pregnancy. okay
1: so prior sorry like prior was just negative. Yeah okay never right. was happy no matter how skinny I was. That yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah,
0: and I know your experience changed quite a bit once you had your girl. Yeah. So talk about that.
1: Well, I guess just the work I'd put in, um, like not even drinking coffee, even though like that's not, you know, a recommendation, Uh, just wanting to protect her and serve her and like something bigger than me really Mm. influenced my decisions. And it just made me zoom out on the obsession I had with my body and so post It was similar. I um, just wanted to nurture her. I I wasn't in a position to exercise a lot at the start just because of, you know, things that had happened during labor, but there was just, it just all kind of got back into place naturally. Um, I think I'm not, I just naturally have like a pretty decent metabolism. So So you didn't have to
0: struggle with like being like putting on a lot of weight feeling really uncomfortable in your body that kind of thing yeah which I guess like would have been helpful for you to feel okay because if you think about like if you had gained like 20 kilos then that's a massive shift and you would have had to have figured out what your new norm then looks like um so I guess like and I to be honest with you like in that capacity too I was very much the same Uh, I was really sick throughout my pregnancy so I lost quite a lot of weight in fact I was the day that I gave birth to Sunny, I weighed five kilos less than what I weigh now. Mm. you think about how underweight I was, but in saying that postpartum, I gained a lot of weight quite quickly. Mm. And I feel like that was because I remember just feeling ravenous because I could, I finally like had an appetite. Um, so I gained weight quite quickly and I gained close to 10 kilos like very quickly. Still a small person, but I had to kind of navigate that as well. I wanna to touch on this sense of purpose because in a way I really resonate with your story. So prior I was like, I just hated myself, uh, really struggled. I mean, I was I was mending my relationship with food and exercise, but there was still this, this focus on the way that I looked and the beautiful thing about becoming a mum that completely changed my life is that like you said, I realized, oh, okay, life isn't actually about me anymore. And people worry about this when they do become a parent that they're like, oh, you know, like I won't be able to do what I wanna do. And I'm like, no, it is actually the greatest gift because we live in our own heads. And that's really where a lot of our negativity and um, even just like nitpicking on ourselves or setting high expectations of ourselves, all of that just goes to the wayside when you have a child because you realize, oh, okay, well, I need to be here for this baby because this baby requires me in order to survive. That gives you a massive sense of purpose, but also you just shift your focus and it, it's amazing. So in saying that though, I guess that time postpartum is still is still difficult. It's a massive shift in priorities, not having independence anymore if you're a very independent person which i know we both were as well um, and maybe i'll talk about my experience with that in a moment i'd love to know like it sounds like it was wonderful
1: for you but were there any particular challenges um, postpartum that you faced definitely with the independence Um, and i'm very social i love going out i live in melbourne and there's so much diversity of experiences here i used to like go partying a lot, like music, bars, food, all of the the nightlife. So I felt like I lost that. I felt very isolated and alienated. I noticed that friends were pulling away because our lifestyles just didn't mesh anymore. Mm. And as much as I was so focused on being the best mom I could be, I definitely felt like a grief and a frustration. And like, uh, because I was a single parent, I I didn't really have anyone that could like babysit and then I would go out and and it was a huge shock. Were you a single parent from the get go? Yes. Oh wow. Even during pregnancy. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I just celebrated my 10 year anniversary of being a single parent. (laughs) Woohoo! Is that something to celebrate? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here now, so yes, let's do
0: it. (laughs) Wow, that would have been so difficult. And at such a young age as
1: well. I definitely felt like I lost my independence. And I'm Mm. like you said, very independent. So Mm. I was frustrated. I think I was just kind of like head down, bum up. Yeah. I'll be the best
0: mum if I can't be the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party girl. Then you'll shift that focus into something more productive. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Obviously, like we said, the purpose. They just give you such a sense of purpose. Yeah, they're so innocent.
0: Quick interruption. So if you want to win a $100 Gymshark voucher, I give one away per month to anyone that leaves a rating, review and subscribes to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot of that rating, review, send it to me on Instagram at GirlFitMethod podcast Instagram page and you will go into the running. All right, back to the podcast. So I know that for you like and we can touch on this as well around mental health issues which is stuff that you have had to face as well throughout your life I would say Um, and I guess the same was with me, my situation with having Sunny. So I was 27 and I had him at 27, sorry. And I couldn't fall pregnant. So I believe a lot of it is to do with the way that I treated my body prior. So I had an eating disorder in my late teens, early twenties. I then spent years over exercising, under eating, having no period. And so I went and like was, tried to conceive. We tried to conceive. It's so weird when people say, we were just trying and trying and trying and trying. You're like, oh, mental image of what that looks like. But (laughs) well, we were trying to conceive, guys. We're all adults here. I was married. Okay. So, and nothing was happening. Went to the doctors. They did a test that tests your egg levels. And they were like, oh, no, you're menopausal. Why? I know, right? But there's a lot of science now that's come out to say that that's not necessarily accurate, that test that they do. So you put that to the side, I had to get help to conceive. So we tried all different types of things. I felt very, at this point, was so focused on becoming a mum, It became my world. And then we went through IVF, right? And Sunny was just such a miracle. Uh, the little embryo that we got, they always grade them. And it was like, oh, it's pretty average. Could go either way. It wasn't looking good. but It stuck and, you know, I had Sunny and the day that I had Sunny, I never felt um, elation and just I just felt like I could run a marathon, even though I had just given birth to this child, like it was absolutely unreal how I felt. However, about three days after that, my whole world started to just crumble. and i guess like if i think about what was happening prior i was really unhappy prior and maybe i was thinking having this baby would fix things for me Mm. when in fact it sort of shone a spotlight on how unhappy i was and yeah things spiraled pretty bad
1: what for you was the difference between the elation and the spiraling was there like a a conscious perception of the situation or it was just hormones and emotions I feel like I had finally gotten to the point where I had wanted to be a a
0: mum and I thought it was never going to happen that throughout my pregnancy I was like this is not going to happen I just didn't believe I'd actually give birth to this Mm -hmm. kid and when this baby came out like I did I just I felt like it was hormones I can honestly say I never felt that instant connection with Sonny though that's something that I struggled with so I remember looking at him and being like this is my baby like this is my baby and this sense of pride however that probably lasted 24 hours Mm -hmm. and then after that um after that if I was to be completely honest with you and it's such a hard thing to kind of vocalize because you can't help but feel immense shame when you become a mum, you hear about how you fall in love straight away with your child and you have this want to protect them and love them. And I remember looking at him and being like, what have I done? This is not what I wanted. And I was terrified about feeling that way, very shameful of feeling that way. And obviously I felt like a bad person because I was like, this is a helpless baby. This is my baby I've wanted for so long. I don't think I want him. I remember thinking that, I don't want him. Um, And that's so hard to hear now because I'm in such a uh, different place. And at the the time I had no idea I had postpartum depression and that was a symptom of that, or I guess like that's how it can manifest is this lack of connection with your child. Um, And I battled that for quite some time on my own. What I wanna know is like, so for me, I obviously had people around me I didn't really necessarily open up to them um, about that or how I was feeling exactly. With you being so isolated, I know what the first few months of having a baby is like. How
1: did you, how did you survive? I lived with my mum for the first nine okay. months so she was really supportive. Yeah, 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 and cooked and cleaned and yeah. nurtured Autumn with me as well. Yeah, so that was really, really good
0: makes a massive difference like you need to have people around you to help you because it is absolutely wild and the right people so like I feel with uh with my situation I think the relationship that you're in prior to having a baby and then the relationship you're in when you have a child as well really can dictate to you well can really dictate how you then transition into motherhood Um, I had no confidence in myself at all. I wasn't in a healthy relationship where I felt supported and that's not even a dig on the other people around me or the person that I was in the relationship with. It was probably where we were both at, that we couldn't provide that for one another. Uh, And then that really reflected on me being able to step into that mothering role. And then, you know, it's like with anything in life, like when you feel like you're not doing what you should be doing, you then start to feel shame and mm. you feel bad about yourself. You internalize that. And then that wow. breeds, it yeah. is, it just breeds this reinforcement. I'm not, I'm not a good mom. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. Like this is just a helpless child. Like why am I dreaming about running away? And that's what I used to think about. How can I get away? How can I run away? Um, And that's a really, really horrible thing to think about. I guess for me, we transition over into body image which is what we also want to talk about I guess at that point for me like the shift had been made where I was kind of like didn't care so much about the way that I looked it was it was hard I guess I had the focus was off like I spoke about but because I was so anxious and so depressed really and confused on how I was feeling my my brain was elsewhere which maybe would have been <laughs> it's kind of a good thing when it came to body which I just wasn't focused on that um but for you because you had given had given you this sense of purpose you were kind of feeling okay I want to know like did that has that lasted up until today or like when did that kind of wear off
1: yeah I think it took a while to wear off I think I was just yeah, elated, and yeah, like I said, the functionality was. After having spending my whole life thinking my worth was tied to how I looked, and never being happy, I would say I I haven't really thought about this, but definitely the last few years. She's nine, so maybe the four and a half second part of her night, like her life, the four and a half last years um I started to kind of feel like expectation that I should be back to how I look better than I would I have more knowledge now yeah. than I had before yeah. I understand nutrition better etc so to have the mental health clash with the kind of knowledge that I know how to take care of myself and then the wearing down of the day-to-day single parenting um relational kind of you know, ruptures and all the other things that influence it. I would say that that elation only lasted the first few years. And then I started to think I should be like, I've only had one kid. I should be like super toned and hot right now, you know? So I would say four and a half years and it would just be tied in with the complexity of mental health and where I think I should be. It's almost like it was a band aid, really. It just kind of like distracted
0: you for a while, but you hadn't dealt with that deep-seated issue. I tell you, it really, really annoys me. So there was um, just the pressure that's put on women postpartum. There was this Instagram ad (laughs) by this fitness influencer who has blown up recently, actually. He's huge, I'm not gonna say who he is. Anyway, I saw this Facebook ad that he had and it infuriated me and it was a young girl and I'm 100% sure it was not her baby. I'm talking, this girl was in a bikini. She looked like she was like 16. She was small, like very tiny and she's holding this probably like two month old. And it was to promote meal plans and weight loss postpartum. And I was so irate. I was like, that is the exact issue that we have. It's just, an. it's like, okay, so women have to grow up. They've got to look really hot in their teens. And then, you know, for them to be a value, they need to then have a baby, but they've got to like spring back into like size six and looking better than, you know, being like a hot mom and looking better than how they were prior to having a kid. And it hurt my heart because I thought, do you know how many women, he's targeting pregnant women and he's targeting postpartum women. The majority of postpartum women struggle, right? Where short on time for you single mum like so hard you're just navigating all of these changes and you're already kind of trying to figure out who you are now and seeing that is just another way of going to know it like you're not good enough and it infuriated me so i screenshotted it i blurred out his name okay i didn't want to like expose him i just wanted to say how annoyed i was and he must have found out one of my followers must have followed him and he blocked me so i'm blocked on everything (laughs) I can't view his things unless it's on my personal account but
1: <laughs> our
0: industry does prey on women because you're in such a vulnerable time at that point point. and the truth is is like I talk about seasons all the time there are different seasons in life where we can lean into exercise and we can try and like set ourselves some goals and like our nutrition can be on point point. and there's seasons in life where do you know what there's other priorities like keeping a baby alive just getting sleep right looking after your mental health that are going to come before potentially, you know, getting to the gym four days per week. And that's okay. And that doesn't diminish from who you are. However, when that's like, when that's what you see, these are the visual images that you're seeing, it messes, it really messes with your head and you're such at a, such a vulnerable point at that point in your life. It's just another way that society just puts pressure on Else.
1: I think also as a single parent it's very difficult to find gyms and classes where you yes. can have a child there yeah so that's something I've struggled with the whole time yeah even finding Pilates studio near me that allows children in the waiting room like, yeah it's that's just one tiny little element of why I'm like this is too hard basket and you can get overwhelmed right like yeah. and it becomes it's too another much thing to organize another thing to manage another thing to make sure the child is yeah you know not not saying that it's not really good and healthy and important but it's just like it's just one more battle to fight yeah and yeah the, the perception yeah the expectation the media yeah we're, we're similar ages we've been dealing with this since we were yeah. teenagers so
0: yeah Psst. I just need to share a quick message with you all. So listen, if you are stuck under eating, over exercising and seeing no changes in your body and you are ready to make that change, head down to the show notes. We have an application form for our one-on-one coaching program that includes our three-phased coaching method that has helped women across the world find food freedom and improve the look of their body. All right, back to the podcast episode. It's so hard and I think like what's really important to anyone that is a mum or that's pregnant or that is postpartum or actually has older kids as well is being realistic with your expectations on what you can actually do. So instead of looking at that Facebook ad image of that girl and going, oh, my goodness, I need to look like that. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, she, she literally looks like it could be her younger sister. <laughs> Probably is, you know, like why? Why think that you need to get to that level even thinking about who you were prior, and mm-hmm. even the body that you had prior. You've grown a human, you've birthed this human, your body is going to look different. My body looks different. Recently, I have noticed, and I actually haven't noticed it that much, that like my loose skin on my tummy, right? Now, I, I'm i not at all here saying that I think I look bad. I don't, I know that like by society, I kind of like have a body that's quite acceptable by society, so I just wanna preface that. However, like my body does look different to what it did prior. And I can't put expectations on myself for me to look like who I was. That's a different life. Like my life has changed now. And so how do we manage those expectations? Like for you, Ash, being a single mom and not being able to find gym classes that have a crate that can look after your baby. Okay, does that mean that you can pop them in the pram and go for a walk three days a week? Perfect, beautiful. That are things that you can control that are gonna be good for you but you're not putting these crazy expectations on yourself that you can't reach, right? And the same goes with nutrition. I feel like being a mum, it can be much more difficult. You've got like kid snacks around, but also you're just like low on time, you know? And that's going to take maybe preparing ahead of time. Or just once again, like managing expectations rather than self-sabotaging because i'm just thinking about you ash like and i can hear it because we've had these conversations before and you beat yourself up over it because you don't do what you think you should be doing that never motivates anyone to actually take action to start doing what they're doing you know but we all do it like we all do it and i do it in different aspects of my life as well i guess the question is is how do we become okay with lowering those expectations and looking at what our life looks like now and shifting those and accepting ourselves for who we are i know that we're both we're both on that journey we haven't arrived yet but i'd love to know like what's kind of helped you over the past i'm sorry autumn's nine over the past nine years in that way
1: i think just valuing different things when she was younger she didn't have as much relational capacity and she was learning about food you know it was all the colors and everything and then as she's older now and she has more preferences and she's more vocal, I think for me, relationships more important, like as in, I still care about her nutrition and I definitely feel guilty about it all the time. But I try and model that to her Mm. and I know that she follows me so much more than the things that I say, if that makes sense. So as long as I'm modeling like, and, and we talk about nutrition and colors and, you know, vitamins and everything, she understands how things work. I think long term, she's set up and that's how i have managed that because yeah all she wants to eat is mcdonald's but she's also obsessed with sport and it's just like really strange to kind of navigate but for me modeling nutrition and health is i think my biggest investment in her understanding of self-image and her future
0: and also i guess then that puts that because you've got that responsibility, then that means you need to step up as well. And I think that's the good thing. Like we can have these issues with body image or we can have issues with exercise, nutrition, but we also have to be aware of, you're exactly right. You can talk and say whatever you want, but kids watch. And you want to be, they're going to do what they see you do, which in a way is terrifying <laughs> because we're all still flawed and your flaws don't go away when you become a parent. But it's this motivation then to better yourself because once again, you're responsible for this other person and whatever you do, whether we like it or not, and we stuff up on a daily basis, I mean, I do, like you make an impact on your child. And so I guess like, and I can even think about that in my life, that was probably the, the changing, that was the thing that changed it for me was when I had Sonny, I realised, okay, what kind of person do I want to be? Prior to having him, I was super selfish. Even in that capacity, like thinking about myself all the time, feeling like I needed to weigh a certain amount or eat a certain way. It was all about me. Where when I had him, I was like, well, I don't want to be a selfish person because if I continue to lead that lifestyle, I'm not going to be a good mum and I'm not going to be present for him. And so for me, I had to learn to chill out, lower my expectations, but then also try to model to him balance life is about going out and eating an ice cream with your child rather than it just being no you can't eat that that's a bad food well you know what message are we then sending that child as well so it kind of gives you the ability to step out of your own head and gives you that motivation to better yourself to then be able to better your child. Does that
1: make sense? That's how I felt when I had just had her. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. even in pregnancy, I was like, I'm going to do the best. I was being a total perfectionist, but I was <laughs> like, I'm going to be the healthiest I've ever been, et cetera, et cetera. And it did wear off over time. But I agree that it is a long-term goal yeah. as a parent.
0: Yeah. All right, so i want to transition over back into mental health now. So um, I've sort of spoken about my postpartum depression that probably took me like 12 months to get over. And I ended up going and seeing a psychologist and she diagnosed me with it. And I was like, really, like that's postpartum depression. She's like, yes, like it's very, you know, for women um, to experience a lack of connection with their child is, you know, pretty much in line with postpartum depression and anxiety. And um, that for me, the connection with Sunny grew over time it's so funny talking about this because if I had talked about this six months ago I would be crying and sobbing because it was such a sense of shame for me Mm. I mean it is right like I was brought up in like I was told by the people around me that I should feel a certain way when I had Sunny and I didn't feel that way and so I looking back now and if I was to ever become a parent again I wouldn't go into it with those expectations and I think that kind of fed the way that I felt right so those around me going you know like you'll just love it you'll love it I hated it Mm -hmm. I hated the first three months the first six months hated it for me right I found it a struggle And I want to say that because a lot of girls have a child and they don't enjoy it It doesn't mean they've got postpartum depression, but they can just not enjoy the fact that their independence is taken from them. They have this child that's like attached to them constantly, and you feel suffocated at times. And as the kid gets older, they have more independence. You gain more independence and you can feel like, okay, we're getting into a bit of a groove here. For others, they absolutely love that. They love that feeling of being needed. And I've got friends that are like that as well. And as they're children grow up and become more independent. They struggle with that Mm -hmm. because now they don't need them as much. And you see that end of the spectrum as well. Without I mean, you know, nine years is a lot. A child grows and develops and changes so much. How have you how have you been able to manage or what, I guess, like challenges have you faced as a mum with your mental health?
1: Mm, It's been really challenging. It's hard to say whether or not it was It's been better because of being a mum and then it's been potentially more challenged because of that. It's really hard to say at this point, but I'd say the isolation, the loneliness, they exacerbate existing beliefs, Uh, feeling like I'm quite a hopeful kind of romantic person and I've had relationships in the last nine years, but kind of just this sense that family is two people at least parenting a child. Yeah. yeah. And never having that is like yeah. a massive disappointment. Yeah. And I think that that feeds into mental health issues for me. Yeah. Um, or kind of just holding out, or having hope, and then being disappointed, and the roller coaster of that. And then wanting autumn to experience um, that family vibe for yeah. me. So I'd say that it, for me, has impacted it heavily, I'd like to think that with a little bit more flexibility of my schedule and financial sharing of the load, etc. I'd like to think that it would be easier. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think like the breakdown of
0: the family unit, which is a whole nother podcast episode is hard. It is so hard. Raising a child, parenting on your own, I should say, is incredibly difficult.
1: Something I found really interesting is that Autumn never knew uh, us together because we weren't so I had thought that that would give her some uh, strength in the situation and yet when she was like two and three she would say I just wish my mummy and daddy lived together. So you kind of don't think that a, a two or a three year old is that Cognitive, yeah, but that desire was there for her, and I think similarly, like that desire is there for me to have, like that partnership, and not just for experience sake or or ease, but just because it's kind of feels a bit like how it should be,
0: yeah. At least two against one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with you, and it's dealing with that is heartbreaking as a mum as well. Sunny said to me the other day, um, oh, he goes. We did something, I think we went to like bounce or something and I, he goes, oh, we made, I said, we just made a really great memory. Cause I'm trying to, I mean, I'm a newly single mum and I'm trying to build a life and a home for him that he's not used to, right? So his home is where he's always been. And now we're, I'm trying to create this new home for him and create memories for us together. And I said, we've just made a really awesome memory. I said, did you have fun? And he said, Yeah, I had fun. We made a good memory. But my favourite memories is when mummy and daddy lived together and we all loved each other. Kill me.
1: It's just a core thing. Oh, It just breaks your soul.
0: It absolutely breaks your soul. But I, I remind myself that two happy homes is better than one unhappy home and a child doesn't sometimes know context and doesn't understand the whole picture. And they will at some point. And all you can do is show up for them day in, day out now in the the best capacity that you can and love the heck out of them and pray to God that they don't end up (laughs) completely damaged from the way that you've parented.
1: I would have to say that is probably the mandate that we connect on the most. Yeah. And that is why I chose to be a single parent. Yeah,
0: and it's a very, Actually, guys, if you're listening to this and you want us to talk more about being a single mum, because that's a that's a really different topic uh, and a deep one. And I know there's so many single mums out there or, you know, I get DMs now even from girls saying, I want to leave my partner. I want to leave my husband. I don't know how to do it. And it is terrifying. It's so huge. Um, then we can definitely maybe record another podcast episode on it. but. Yeah, I think like all of these situations that you come up across as a mum, you have a sense of feeling guilty, responsibility, internalising that it's not been good enough in any capacity. But we have to just be kinder to ourselves, like we're human. Just because you become a parent doesn't mean that you magically become this person that doesn't make mistakes, doesn't make the wrong decisions. But I think as well as if you can face your child and acknowledge the fact that, hey, like maybe I was wrong here and owning up to that, rather than pretending it didn't happen and pretending everything you do is right and correct, which, you know, it isn't, we all make mistakes. Then we can be really open and transparent with our child to say, hey, you know, I love you, but I'm still human and I still make mistakes as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a wild ride. I mean, parenthood is crazy. And the crazy thing about being a mom is that everyone's experience is completely different. But I think deep down, we just all struggle, right? Like we all still, it doesn't take away the issues that we face or the self-confidence issues that we have. It can sometimes highlight them, but also it gives you this beautiful ability to see that your life is so much more than you, which I think is wonderful. And you know, a shout out to all the girls out there as well that don't want to become mums. That's another thing Not everyone wants to be a mum and that's completely fine. So thank you so much for jumping on, Ash. It was so great chatting with you. If people want to find out where you are you are an incredible artist where can they find you
1: Uh, my instagram handle is ashwhite.co and my website is the same
0: wonderful thank
1: you for having me
0: my absolute pleasure (laughs) until next time guys big love coach tash